everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. The internet is ablaze as we record this evening. It is ablaze with the return of a brand name that we haven't heard from in in a good couple of decades, I don't think. Uh, Anyway, this is show number 71. You've got all three of us here today, uh, Rach and Graham and myself. And the first topic we have got to talk about is digifilm from Yashica. Uh, first of all, though, Rach, haven't seen you in a week since we did my first ever paid gig together. How are you doing? I'm all right, thanks. Yes, it was it was great to go and do that. Uh, I'm glad we got a chance to uh, meet in real life, um, as it were, and uh, and go and actually uh, do do some shooting, go out shoot some stuff, um, record an event, and uh, and get to meet. It was it was lovely. had a, had a fantastic day, and it was it was really nice to um, to get a chance to see London through your eyes as well, Aid. <laughs> and we even went for sherry. <laughs> yes, we did. I forgot about the sherry. The sherry was great. It took me to this um, very random little bar underground uh, somewhere in in London, um, and uh, yeah, enjoyed enjoyed a sherry. It's been it's been about a decade, I think, since I've had a sherry. <laughs> so uh, that was an interesting experience. Absolutely. Okay, and Graham, how you doing, mate? I'm doing great, thank you, Aid. Even if I haven't had a sherry. Um... You did say sherry, didn't you, Rach? I'm not confusing you with my nana on the other end of the line here. <laughs> this is all Aid's idea. It wasn't it wasn't nothing to do with me, but it was it was very nice. Yes, we enjoyed the sherry. <laughs> Definitely more on that story later on. But Graham, um, I uh, I must warn you. Um, our listeners have been on the Twitters this afternoon saying that they hope you have an opinion on the Yashika thingy. Yeah, well, I mean, we talked about this, didn't we, just the week before last, the fact that Yashka were um, teasing something and we were excited about what it might be. And, well, by some measures, I would say they haven't disappointed. Um, <laughs> you know, they said expect the unexpected and it's a slam dunk because nobody was expecting this. Um, I'm looking at the Kickstarter page now. I still don't know what it is we're expecting or have been given. Um, it's incredible. It's it's an, an amazing thing uh, that that they have turned up. Um, I guess what we really need to do is explain what it is that they are bringing to market through this Kickstarter. And I'm, I'm not sure that I'm qualified to do it because I've just read what they've told us and I'm none the wiser. Um, <laughs> but in short, what it seems to be is a digital camera that looks very much like a little Electro 35. It's clearly styled on that. It has a film winder. This is a digital camera. It has a film winder. It ha- The back opens up on it uh, to put the batteries in and also this thing called Digifilm that they've created. Um, yeah. Trademark. T- TM, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what digifilm is i i I, you it clearly is as with film it's the way of you know you choose different films to get different looks and that's exactly what this digifilm is so you can have uh let's have a look we've got iso 1600 high speed digifilm uh for the high contrast and grainiest photography um you've got digifilm black and white which is iso 400 uh, with the film grain effect, high contrast. Isn't that what they said about the last one? Never mind, let's just move on. Retro photography style, because black and white. Um, you've got Digifilm ISO 200, ultra fine. This is the one that confused me a little. You've got the Digifilm 120 format, uh, 6x6, um, which is just square photographs, which fits for Instagram. Um, what else do we know about this camera? Uh there's no delete button um there you have to pause between taking shots uh, let's let's go to the tech specs because that's what really explains everything more clearly it has apertures plural of f2.8 singular right it is it is written in the most amazing pigeon english isn't it <laughs> it's it's great it's got um five shutter speeds from one second up to um one five hundredth of a second. Um, it's it is the most baffling thing I think I've 
ever seen. And as you said, Aid, the the language that it is written on on the website is great because um, they clearly <laughs> did not expend any of the very important budget on getting somebody who's particularly fluent in the language to translate it. Um, I'll, I'll read a little bit of it. The world seen from the viewfinder of Y35, this is the model, might be a little slower, a little prettier, transporting us back to a time when we all pay a little bit more attention and causing us to care each shot before clicking the shutter because it must solid the first tie or the moment is lost. Um, <laughs> but what does You just mean? can't write that stuff, can you? You just can't it's write It's magical. So, yeah, this is the other thing that I really wanted to read because I think given that there's not a lot of really clear information, I think this really helps us understand exactly what they're trying to do with it. So the Yashica Digifilm camera is a mean of capturing moments at your will. Randomness in a photo is never reckless. Minimalist is never simple. And leaving blank is never empty. Even the smallest scenery can have the biggest impact. What pours life into the images is the Y35 Digifilm camera and the eyes behind the viewfinder. So I think we all know exactly what it is we're looking at here with this camera. Um, Glad you do, Graham. <laughs> it's it's clearly the most insane thing that we've ever had the delight of talking about on the podcast. Um so what this really reminds me of is some of those apps that we were talking about recently that limited the effectiveness and usefulness of um, the cameras on phones. Do you remember the ones you mentioned, Rach? Yeah, there was one that um, I think it was Godak or something like that, that they'd they'd um, used the sort of branding look um, of Kodak. But um, it was an app on the phone that wouldn't let you print or view your images for 24 hours, I think. Um, so you could take them, but you were taking them on your phone, um, and uh, and yeah, and then it sort of stopped you doing anything until you'd had your twenty four hours of processing time, and then you could finally view them. So there was that, and there was also um, a camera which had been like a restrictor camera type thing. Um, so when you shot with it, it. Uh, worked out what else had been geotagged with the very similar location um, and if there had been too many photos that had been taken in that same location i.e. like you know around the Eiffel Tower or something like that uh, it would pre actually prevent you from taking another photograph in that area so the idea being that it would sort of um, stop so many images being shot in in the same situation in the same environment um, as well so yeah I, I know what you're saying it it does have a little element of that, definitely. <clears throat> it is. Aid, uh, you've been you've been looking at it a lot online today, haven't you? Tell us what you've learned about it. Well, uh, yes, let's do that. <laughs> I have learned many things. I think first and foremost among the things that I have learned is the the internet is a guinea. <laughs> it <laughs> is. Um, I I have found. Uh, all, literally none, I think. Uh, I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I obviously I haven't read the whole of the internet this afternoon, um, <laughs> but of the, so so we the, the the it is definitely a product that has split the world into two camps because there are all the people on Twitter, uh, and to be fair, my Twitter feed is is full of a lot of analog photographers. Yeah, you know, so so this is you know this is uh, the the reaction of uh, of the people that the three of us like to hang out with. So there's a bit of bias there, but the uh, that. The the reaction of that has been pretty much absolutely against it. Even people who are really into digital photography, like you know, the the DP review and the, and the photographer, they've all come out and said, "What the? Yeah, what? Is, it, it makes no sense at all." And and then, of course, uh, there are the nearly sixteen hundred people who collectively have pledged over two million Hong Kong dollars in the last few hours uh, to buy one of these things. So yeah, it's not something that there's any grey area. Uh, I mean, just for the just to clarify, two million uh, Hong Kong dollars is about two hundred thousand pounds, or about a quarter of a million US dollars. So we're not talking, you know, world-breaking sums of money here, but we are talking a huge number of people who actually thought that this is great. Mm -hmm. 
so yeah um what else have i learned um uh, i've learned uh that the sensor in it is about the smallest sensor you can possibly buy or manufacture um i think it's the sort that is found in in lower level telephones mostly um uh what else have i learned um uh, not a lot actually um <laughs> it has a there's talk of it having an auto mode but talk of it having a manual shutter speed mode as well i don't know which or both um uh there is um it does look in some ways distinctly like an electro 35 i actually went to my drawer and got out my electro 35 which is bust so i haven't used it in years um and it really does look quite a lot like it um even there's a sort of the the shape of the uh the plastic um uh, surround of the viewfinder is which is a sort uh, uh what do they call it it's not a parallelogram it's something off it's an offset square kind of shape um it is actually um it is the same as it is on the Electro 35. So this is absolutely, you know, derivative of that. And, you know, unashamedly so. Um, there's been a lot of questions as well about what exactly is Digifilm and does this, you know, do, do you end up with only 36 shots and is, are your shots saved to the film cartridge? Um, the answer to that is no, it has an SD card in it. Um, and really all you're doing is is setting uh the the jpeg conversion settings by by changing the film so my conclusion from my research today is that you're either madly in love with it or you hate it and that uh it is basically a hardware version of hipstamatic that seems like a fairly good uh yeah analogy there um I mean, I'm all in favour of it. Uh, it's the most insane thing I've seen in ages. Who could not be in favour of it? This is just the most ridiculous think... piece of shit I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, why on earth not? I mean, it's bonkers. I, I, it's not aimed at the analogue market, and it's not aimed at the digital show. I don't know what market it's aimed at, other than people who want to have something that looks like an old film camera but have no interest in film. Um, to be fair, I think you look at it as a, um, a fantastic um, uh, marketing campaign because they've, I mean, you know, when people don't even know what it is and they're still willing to pay for it, I mean, that's that's pretty good, isn't it? It shows you that they've, uh, they've done a pretty good job with that. <laughs> so, all right, I have a thought, right? Okay, I wanted to test out with you two that has occurred to me today. Because, you know, you could look at this, right, as, you know, it's, it's not about people who already know about film, is it, obviously? Um, but, you know, it could be a gateway drug. You know, it could be that thing. Think of it like this, right? Think, think of it if somebody handed you your first ever joint and it said Y35 on the front of it. Right. And then and then you thought, oh, I quite like this smoking lark. I think I'm going to try something stronger. Right. So, you know, and then you might go out and buy yourself, I don't know some other kind of camera a real film camera so you know i th and i thought the thing that i thought it would be fun is to get it for my kids now i haven't bought it just for the sake. <laughs> but i could see that actually my kids who are starting to get interested in photography and they're starting to ask about film photography and stuff like that because they yeah they, they've been playing with the digital cameras for years now but they're starting to get interested in film photography could you kick start them off excuse the pun not intended could you start them off on something like this and so they could have a play with it and see if they liked it uh, before you gave them you know a whole bunch of expensive film but see that that's that, that is what i love about this camera is it's literally no good for anything it, it fits <laughs> nobody because like if you give it to the kids then for one thing it's going to be so limited and that in the controls i mean like we don't really know how well any of it's going to work at the autobus but they've got no way of reviewing it afterwards um so they can't even see how they're getting on um there's all the frustration of if they find themselves in the wrong light conditions then they can't do about it it's just oh it's it's spectacular um i mean i would love to see one see how well built they are because my guess isn't i mean they they look they look the part. They absolutely look the part. It's a, it's amazing how much effort they've gone into, as you were saying, Aid, to try and capture the aesthetics of the um, Electro 35. I'm sure it's smaller because the uh, 35 is quite a tank of a camera. It is, and um, really heavy. I had forgotten how heavy mine was when I got it out this afternoon. Yeah. But maybe that's what who, who the people are who are, who are backing it currently. It's that 
um, they're all just intrigued by it and they're thinking, well, what on earth is this thing? I, I want to see one. All right, it's only, you know, 100 quid or whatever. I'll um, I'll put money in to see what's going on. Uh, you know, just looking at a few of the um, the messages that we've had on Facebook about it, I posted up one of the blogs uh, on it earlier today and um, some um, a guy called John has, uh, has replied, I'm both uh, sad that it's not a film camera announcement and intrigued by it. I mean, if it was just an evolutionary step to fitting in with pre-existing film cameras, that would be kind of cool. I may back this just to see where it goes from here, you know. So it's it's kind of, uh, and then he's also added, but I'm now waiting to see what the uh, Japan Camera Hunter camera is going to be like as well. So uh, yeah, you know, I think people are just generally intrigued by it. Um, uh, other people are like, well, that's disappointing. <laughs> I'd sooner buy a reconditioned Electro 35, hence. Um, yeah, I did that one too. It wasn't a happy experience. Yeah. <laughs> Mine broke almost straight away. Well, to yeah. be fair, no, to be fair, it lasted a couple of months. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think uh, I don't think we can be disappointed because to be disappointed, you have to have expectations. And, and really, uh, who was seriously expecting um, Yashica, which is essentially owned by um, uh, some... Um, let me just find it now... Uh, owned a company called um the uh, 100 enterprises international group you know it's it's um oh sorry the jebson group was sold rights to them it's you know it's owned by a company that just makes everything from photo frames to um you know digital photo frames to um dvd players to camcorders you know it's just all it's just one of these massive churning companies that produces low-end electronic stuff so we cannot possibly have been expecting that it was going to be anything good, uh, but at least it's something insane. At least it's not boring. At least it's properly <laughs> bonkers. Um, uh, you're right. It is insane, um, it, but it has blown up the internet today uh, pretty much against it, even to the point where the comments on the Kickstarter page are saying, I can't believe so many people are against this and all the negative feedback it's got. So I think it might be getting a bit of a sympathy vote as well. Um, but even if your dollars are Hong Kong dollars, $2 million is quite a lot of money to, to get um, committed, pledged, I should say, on a Kickstarter within the first few hours. I mean, it's been up, what, eight hours, something like that, as we record this show. Um, it has 39 days to go. And I'm watching it, and the counter is ticking up as I speak speaking these last few sentences there are now over 1600 people who have pledged to this so listen um whoever the hell you are and whoever owns you um uh it is nice to see the name yashika back in play um it is nice to see an aesthetically pleasing product even if it is just molded plastic um I'm not sure if I agree with it. I'm not sure if I'm going to buy it or not. I know everybody especially on this show is going to massively take the piss out of me if I do um but, you know, that's the role I play on this show. <laughs> so... <laughs> you know, another thing that this reminds me of is that um, last this year and last year, Nintendo released these um, dinky little retro versions of their old consoles packed with loads of games in it, the NES and the SNES, um, and they've been super popular. And obviously they've all got all the games in it and stuff like that. But in some ways, this is a bit like that. You think... Oh, for not that much money, I could have this cute little thing that looks like an old camera for just, I mean, and you wouldn't care about it because it's a piece of crap. Um, just for like sitting, like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's real dumb and it's, you know, too much money for me to splurge on it. But you should definitely get one so I can have a look at it and laugh at it. Uh, well, it's either that, I suppose, or uh, didn't Leica release a couple of years ago a digital camera that had no screen on it? So we've got the price yeah. point. So there is a market that's been established, right? And we've got the the opposite end of the spectrum price points. We've got the Leica, which is probably about $20 million. Um, and we've got this, which is uh, uh, £2.50 and a bit. Um, so, you know, there's a market established. We've got both the bookends on that, uh, on that market. And um, do you know what? I, I, I like it. I, I like the idea of it. I, I, I like the... Uh, I, I like the idea that there's something new. Do I think that this is a great product? I'm not sure. Probably not. And um, uh, I don't think uh, it has any bearing on film photography whatsoever. So we should probably shut up about it now. Yeah. <laughs> Say what you will, Louis. Say what you will. This is indicative of one thing. We've talked in the past about the fact that we're surprised that n no 
you know, no company in China or Hong Kong, you know, one of these big companies that churns out bloody everything from toy drones to remote control cars to washing machines, you know, th- those companies that just make everything, that none of them have started knocking out cheap film cameras. And this is an indication that they are at least aware that people quite like the idea of film. No, this is a, a I think are, are you are you really reaching now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, but but you know, it shows an awareness that may lead to them going, Well, that was a bit of a disaster. Why don't we just try making a film camera that might be easier? You know. Hope springs eternal, buddy. Hope springs eternal. Yeah, do you know what? I think I'll stick with uh, supporting Bellamy's project first. <laughs> <laughs> okay did you film too all right well maybe it does he didn't say did he (laughs) all right moving on moving on i think um oh who, who knows what to think about that who knows what to think about that but anyway okay um Last week, then. So uh, this is here's the thing, right? So last week, Rachel and I met in in real life, as I learned the term was IRL. Is that right, Rachel? That's right. That's right. I R R L. And and um, I hope it uh, it. it um, yeah. Well, I was going to say I hope it was good for you too, but then I thought that sounds a little bit suspect, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it does a bit. <laughs> Uh, but Hence no, the we, pause. Uh, it, <laughs> yeah, I was wondering where you were going with that, eh? Me too. Um, <laughs> God, everybody's been on the bloody booze tonight or something. I don't know what's going Sadly on. Sadly not. Um, no, oh dear. Um, well, I, I had a fantastic time. It was a, it was an excellent event and it was really nice to actually meet you in person and, and um I get chance to sort of uh, uh, go and and work on a on a professional commercial uh, project uh, with you as uh, as my assistant, but actually, you know, you were there second shooting for for me, so it was all quite chaotic, wasn't it? In in the end, it started off very quiet, and then it's we suddenly had a surge of people, so um, it became quite. Uh, uh, quite intense but uh, but you did a fab, fab job of uh, of keeping up with that and uh, and covering everybody so uh, I was I was very impressed and very pleased and I would definitely uh, recommend you to friends <laughs> <laughs> oh, well thank you very much no I really enjoyed it as well actually I think there's um there, there was definitely uh there's a, there's a few things that sort of you know um I uh, that sort of stuck with me over the last week. First is that there was an enormous amount of freedom being allowed to burn through that much Instax so quickly. <laughs> it was just like, you know, it was our job to shoot as much film as we could, and that was just awesome. Um, second thing was how much people really enjoyed it. So, you know, I, I've said this before that the the whole point of Instax is about the fun element of it, and uh, and that came home in spades for me last Tuesday night because everybody uh, once they figured it out, everybody loved it, and they kept coming back for more shots and and stuff like that. So, you know, that you know, it I had a grin on my face. It was busy. It was hectic. It was hard work for you know for for that peak period. Um, but actually, I really enjoyed it, and I had a blooming great big wide grin on my face all the way through. <laughs> I was really enjoying myself because everybody was getting a lot out of what we were doing, and you know they were really enjoying it themselves. Uh, what else stuck with me? Oh yeah, everybody wants to shake a Polaroid. <laughs> oh yes, no matter what you tell them. And to be honest, when it's that noisy and that busy, you kind of go, do you know what? Just go for it. Just carry on. <laughs> I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna burst their bubble. Um, yeah, but one, 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 one person did come up to me. One, one attendee came up to me afterwards and said, "Does the shaking help at all?" I said, "No, no. In fact, it probably does it. Uh, yeah, it probably does more harm than good." He said, "Well, everybody's shaking." I go, "Yeah, that's okay though. <laughs> it's fine." It's was, fine. It, was this the person who came up to you? I think about sixteen times that I saw. <laughs> there, uh, there were, there were. I had a, uh, quite a few um, uh, repeat visitors actually. You had who, some fans, didn't you, Ed? You had. <laughs> I did. Yeah, yeah. They def- definitely had a f- uh, had a had a few uh, both ladies and men who who wanted to come back for for many extra shots. Um, so so that was good. So 
so what else did uh, what else stuck out in my mind um i tell you what else stuck out in my mind um was uh we met winston churchill um, we did. We did. and uh because this of course was the imperial war rooms which is actually under uh whitehall uh in a, the, uh, under the uh the government offices in the center of london um and uh they had a, a winston i don't know whether he's a lookalike or a tribute or an impersonator i think he's a tribute actually i think he must be a tribute to winston churchill and he was brilliant he was such a nice bloke his name was stan um and i found out not only is he winston churchill he is also the fat controller and that just made my day (laughs) so we have we have a steam train line not far from us which is run by a whole trust of people that you know volunteers and stuff like that and he does not only does he play winston churchill um he plays the fat controller when thomas the tank engine is is in town and and that to me is awesome. And I realised afterwards he could probably do that in the same suit. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly, absolutely. But but yeah, he was he was a, 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 a um, he was a great guy, very friendly. And uh, the lady who did the uh, the nineteen forties uh, jazz singing, she was pretty yes. awesome as well. Yeah, Lindsay's lovely. I've worked with her before um, on these events, and uh, yeah, true professionals. They they uh, really bring some bring something else to it. So that was it was lovely. We kind of immersed ourselves in that nineteen forties bubble under under Westminster for a for a few hours, and that was quite nice to be able to do. It was, it was, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Uh, it was, uh, that was, you know, uh, quite honestly, my first ever professional uh, photography experience. Oh, um, I have, I have never done anything in photography that, that, that and by, by professional, of course, I mean that I earned some money doing it rather than that I behaved <laughs> like a professional person. <laughs> but yeah that that was awesome um uh I, yeah it was and a real insight into uh how the other side of those kind of events work because i've been, <laughs> I've been to many many yeah. corporate events in my career many many corporate events and uh to see it from the other side actually was quite interesting as well see me running around like a crazy thing <laughs> well you know we were both doing that and so so yeah. were a lot of other people trying to make it work i mean Absolutely. there was a lot of people involved in making that event work wasn't there yeah there always is. It all goes on behind the scenes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, are you going to uh, you, you're going to take Graham along to the next one then? We shall see. It's got a lot to live up to, Graham, right? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I hate expectations because I can only ever fail to me. I had to. I was very jealous of you guys. It did sound like you had a great time there last week, and um, it sounds like a really awesome venue. And as A said, just the um, chance to spoof through so much um, instant feel like woo, that'd be great. Um, we so uh, so you may say were you shooting the new Polaroid film. Uh, no, no, actually, it was um, on my old uh, 1991, my old Instax Wide 100. Oh, um, are you shooting Instax? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, we were yeah. shooting. Uh, yeah, but I mean, we were literally, or at least I was, um, you know, people were in the queue and you'd run out of it because you only get 10 shots, obviously. So yeah. mm. you'd run out and I was literally ripping the file off, throwing it on the floor, <laughs> shoving the new cartridge in the back of the camera. Go, right, we're up again. Three, two, one, smile. <laughs> you know, and, yes. And, and then and, you realise it's the black slide. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh. yes. Do you know what? I was petrified of doing that in front of people, but I, thankfully I was so petrified I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also one of the other challenges I found because I'm I'm quite short. I'm only five foot six, so um, I had to get one of the old ammunition boxes to stand on top of it so that I could actually shout and like direct people from that because nobody would see me otherwise so i was sort of just stood on top of this ammunition box waving this huge chunk of a camera around being like get over here now yeah and <laughs> that but that was i can imagine that was made more difficult because uh it was a it was a european event people had flown in from all over europe and there was some quite tall you know uh scandinavians and dutch and and stuff there were some people that i was good that were a good head and shoulders taller than i am and i was thinking yeah, okay well i'll just point the camera upwards at you then (laughs) and it's another challenge you know obviously when it's people you're working with that you're trying to direct who don't you know you don't speak the same language as them so uh so that was that was also part of an interesting challenge you know when i went to italy and had the chance to do the workshop there and it was directing a couple who were italian and who spoke very little english and because obviously the people at this particular event came from all over the the world um it was there was there were occasions where it was like right were you going to just literally have to sort of manhandle people into (laughs) into the right space because they weren't sure what was happening so uh yeah it's uh it it gives us challenges i think doing this 
it does uh, and uh, graham if you do get the chance to go do it um i i uh i i think uh you should snap it up uh, i i certainly will because it, it just sounds like a really fun experience it really does um yeah sounds really cool so what else have I'm you been up to then well. Um, Graham, what have you been up to? <clears throat> I've not. My, it's been uh, my usual quiet week here. I have, um, after <laughs> a fairly long pause for no particular reason, um, finally got around to putting a few more pictures back up on my myopic me Instagram page, um, because uh, yeah, no particular reason why other than those pictures were there, and I absolutely should have been showing them some months ago. Um, so yeah, I've been sticking a few more up there. I think I've now finished sharing the first three rolls and i'm putting pictures up from the fourth roll out of the six that i'm aiming for uh i have i've i've definitely finished another roll i thought i'd finished two rolls i may possibly have lost one roll which would be a real tragedy a loss of a whole roll of blurry photos um but that's been quite fun. I, the last couple of roles, um, particularly the one that I'm sharing now, uh, there's been some pictures on there that I actually quite like, which is always a nice, unusual thing to find. Um, and... It's nice actually seeing a bit of summer pop back up in my feed on Instagram because obviously <laughs> you maybe shot yeah. these quite a while ago. So I was like, oh, some pretty flowers. <laughs> yeah, they've they're mostly been March and April because that's how far behind I am. Um, and um, there's some, there's a few pictures that I've um, been showing that I took in the Bluebell Woods in. Um, yeah, again, this must have been April. I don't think I talked about it at the time or when I developed it, but um, they. I really like how they've come out, but it is a really good example of how with that camera and lens set up, um, you don't, you just don't know what it's going to do with the picture at all. And the effect, uh, how those images look, I would never, ever have predicted that they would look like that. I mean, they have a look on the Instagram feed. Like I say, it's myopic underscore me. Um, and it looks as though they've been, run through some incredible photoshop filter to give it a very sort of monet-esque look it's all very smeared out and blurred and weird and that's that is just from the camera um it's it's bizarre um and that's what i really like about it i i love the fact that um it's just impossible to predict you i kind of i have a vague idea of what things tend to work well with it um and I point it towards those things and then I just go, well, let's see what it made of that. Um, uh, it's yeah. So that's been quite fun. The other exciting thing this week was our good buddy, Eric, my especially good buddy, Eric. He got in touch with us after I think probably after we've been talking about the cheap shots challenge. And we were talking about um, extension bellows. Do you remember we were chatting about these bellows you could put on the front of the cameras? And Eric said, oh, I've got an old set of bellows um, that I have no use for. Um, I'll post it for you if you want to pay for the postage. And as I've been meaning to buy a T-shirt from Eric for ages, because um, Eric sells T-shirts on his uh, Etsy shop um, which I cannot remember the name of now, but I'll remember and stick it in the show notes. So it seemed like a perfect opportunity. So... Anyway, that package turned up yesterday and the bellows are in it now. I um, and, and also Eric, neither of us have any idea what these bellows were originally designed to fit because it's got a bayonet mount, um, but it's quite a small bayonet mount. It's certainly not a K mount. Um, so I don't know, don't know what camera this was originally for. Um, I'm going to be able to unscrew it and just jewelry rig it onto something else. And the weird thing is that normally with these bellows, um, they have the obviously they have the mount that fits onto the camera, but then they have the female end at the other end. So the lenses for those cameras can go on, but this doesn't. It has a screw mount lens on the front, and this uh, has a lens on the front. It's a, what is it? It's a Steinhol Munchen uh, Kaliminar Spinkrodder lens um, that's <laughs> on there. So that's pretty fancy. Um, and I did hold it in front of. Uh, one of my SLRs yesterday that I could kind of just wedge it in front of and, and look through it. And with the bellows on, it actually just functioned like a normal lens. It wasn't working as a close-up lens. It was just working as an ordinary lens and you focused it using this bellows. So I, I would love to know what this was from, if anybody's got an idea. Um, the bellows itself, the only thing it says on them is it's called the Multiscope, um, made in Germany. That's pretty much all we know about it um but i'm really hoping i'm going to be able to use it to try and um with probably hefty amounts of masking tape and what have you 
I've got a few old lenses, um, one from, I guess, a, an old plate camera of some sort and a couple of old uh, enlarger lenses that I'd like to try and muck around with on some cameras, but you need to, to really change the focal, the distance between those lenses and the focal plane. So I'm hoping I'll be able to use this for that. So that's great. Um, Eric also sent me some of his cool cool super expired film so um he has sent me let me see i've got a list here uh some of his favorite film the tasman mikrat which he's talked about on several occasions uh that's expired in 1975 a great year because that's the year i was born that's iso6 um some nice old polypan f uh which i very much like to try and some dp pan from 1977 i've got no idea what that is and i i can't i think that's 60 something ISO I don't know Eric's Eric's handwriting is atrocious your penmanship needs work Eric um but yeah so all really nice slow film um to give that a try and if you want to try some of this stuff Rachel if you fancy having to go some slow film expired film I'm not going to ask you Wade because I know what your feelings on expired films are like um, oh I I found that um role of uh Barfen last week if you remember Oh, Who was yeah. I talking to well, last week? Yeah, I was talking to Aid last week, wasn't I? And um, there was this random, uh, random, random roll of thirty-five mil, thirty-six exposure. Um, from no idea of the expiry date, uh, but it was by a company called Barfen, apparently Barfen Flex um, for E6 chemistry. How random! Um, and we had no idea. I'd not, never heard of it. It's an, that's an ISO one hundred. Have you ever heard of it, Graham? No, I haven't. I haven't. Nope. Um, well, yeah, I mean, uh, Eric's website's a good place to have a look to see if he's come across it, because yeah. uh, on Eric's website, he's got tons of um, different films, expired films listed on there that he's found and shot with, so that might be worth a look. Um, yeah, the other thing I said, that um, Eric sent me my T-shirt, and he also sent me, um, which I'm wearing now because I love it, he sent me uh, a T-shirt with uh, Juniper, his cat, on it, uh, and it says... Oh. Um, She's always with us. Oh, and Juniper's cat's lovely and adorable. And um, and I've got a T-shirt with her on. It's very cool. And she's got antlers. I don't know why she's got antlers. It really confused my partner. She's like, what? What? where's that T-shirt from? So oh, Eric sent to me. Why has the cat got antlers? I don't know. Is the cat cute? dead? Yeah. Is the cat dead? No. Why does it say she's always with us? Oh, I don't know. It's, yeah, Eric did it. It's fine. Um, yeah, so suitably crazy Eric's. enough and nuts enough for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so no that's great so um yeah very excited to have a muck around i've uh, said already been trying to jam it together with various bits and pieces i've got for this bellows extender um so that's gonna be a lot of fun you can get i'm gonna be able to do some real super macro stuff with that um and also very excited to try out some of this film as well um and i know that eric's got loads of information about developing it on his website as well so i'll be checking it out so thank you very much eric that was awesome Mm. that's about me done I think. that's about you done is it okay well probably about time we took a break back after the break we of course will have uh, a whole bunch of uh, stuff more news uh, more emails uh, all sorts of stuff like that see you in a minute Right, well, lots of news, uh, lots of things to talk about and laugh about, uh, possibly laugh at. Um, <laughs> uh, but actually now to some very, very serious news that Rachel has for us. Oh gosh, that's <laughs> nothing like a, a light-hearted lead in there. Um, so it's a little bit of an update from Emulsive and the very exciting Emulsive Secret Santa that's coming up. So um, the 24 days ago, it was officially announced. Um, at that point, there were 180 players in 20 countries and there were seven sponsors already in place. So we're now about three weeks in. And we're up to 430 players, which is pretty amazing, 43 countries and 12 sponsors. So what M has told me um, he's hoping for is hoping to get between four and six more sponsors finalised in the next few weeks. And what he would really like is if every single film vendor could get on board with it. So it's really it's a little call to arms uh, for players to make sure that they're registered and for potential sponsors to get in touch uh, either via social media or the contact on the uh, on the website um, 
and he also just wanted to say that there's no financial pressure as a minimum to give as a sponsor so um if you've got anything that you can uh, give away as a, as a sponsor it would be much appreciated it's it's all down to the community spirit of of this in, at the end of the day um and he's recently just put up uh, i think today uh, a little emulsive secret santa 2017 update number one so uh, if you go to emulsive.org you should be able to find out information there yeah, I was reading that myself earlier on, actually. Um, nice little update. Uh, there will be, in fact, I have already put the URL for that into our show notes. So anybody who's interested in getting an update on that um, and, and wanting to register, uh, go for it. Click the link in our show notes and away you go. I'm glad you've done that because I need to click that link because I haven't done it yet. <laughs> uh, you st- who are you, Scroo- Scrooge McJago or something? <laughs> I'm disorganised McJago. <laughs> well we'll get there actually that shows really that i never read charles dickens and i get pretty much everything from disney and and the muppets doesn't it (laughs) did i ever tell you the story right did i ever tell you this this is this is one for our uh american listeners i uh that we went where the hell was i i don't know new york or somewhere like that and i went into this art gallery and it was this enormous painting and i mean enormous it was like about 15 feet across and about 10 feet high or something like that and it's a painting it's very famous painting it's called um washington crossing the delaware i think um and i went in there and i was like wow that's amazing they've all got people's heads because the only version of that painting i knew was the muppets version (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where where this 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 wonderfully famous piece of art uh, that, that had been transformed to be about mu- with Muppets in it rather than the actual painting in itself. And I saw the real thing. I was like, wow, but where's Kermit? <laughs> <laughs> you just have to add a little one for yourself in the corner. So, I uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I'm not great with, um, with like, art. <laughs> It's not something that was uh, that that I was particularly built to appreciate. So uh, there we go, there we go. All right, okay. So next on to a couple of emails, um, and um, uh, lordy lordy, we've got one from Andrew Bartram. Hi, Andrew. <laughs> whoop, whoop. It wouldn't be a week if we didn't have an email from Andrew. Uh, so I, I'm hoping Andrew's back safely from because uh, he'd been to the Carolinas, hadn't he? I forget which one. Um, on on his was trip. Was he in Alaska last week or something? <laughs> Maybe it wasn't Alaska. I can't Trevor remember. <laughs> I don't. I don't, Where I don't in the know. Well, is Andrew Bartram? I don't know. Well, maybe if we read the email, Graham, you've got the email, I think, haven't you? So if you give it, uh, maybe maybe he tells us. I have. I have. So this was sent after last week when I was off poorly sick. And it says, "Morning, Graham. I uh, see. Not even mentioning you two. I hope you are feeling <laughs> better. I am. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, been listening to episode seventy. Uh, another well presented show. It was great last week, actually. I have to be <laughs> honest. I'm very glad that I was ill because, as I said to you at the time, I would have really ruined this show if I had been on it. Um, so it's been nice to postpone that and come on and just ruin this week's show. <laughs> uh, there was an email from a listener talking about bulk-loaded Fomapan. The gent was experiencing scratch negatives, and it got me thinking and remembering a workshop I went on with the late press darkroom printer and photographer Larry Bartlett. He has a great book that you can find out there somewhere. Larry was a great exponent of applying nose grease to the non-emulsion side of negatives to hide scratches. And here's a how-to in case you don't understand this approach. One, take your index (laughs) finger and rub it into the area of the nose where it meets your face. There is probably a technical medical term for this area. Um, I think it's called the filtrum. Hmm? I think it's called the filtrum. Are you sure? Isn't that the bit in the middle? Isn't that the bit he's talking about? No, he's not. He's not talking about getting bogies on it, Rachel. No, that's not what I meant. The bit in the middle. Oh, does it not extend down? Oh, it has a slightly different tone. The bit on the side, on the side of your nose, where your nose meets your the rest of your face. (laughs) Wow, this is more complicated than we thought it was going to be. But like, just rub the side of your nose, basically. Okay, just the side of your nose. He doesn't say the side of your nose. He says the bit where it meets your face. So I was thinking where it meets your lip. You see. No, not there. Look, don't get, don't smear bogeys on it, no matter what Rachel tells you. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Two, uh, however clean you think you are, the finger will have picked up some nose grease. Um, three, rub it onto the negative. So this is onto the non-emulsion side. Uh, it's very important if you rub it onto the emulsion <laughs> side, you've really goofed. Uh, four, Bob's your uncle. Um, 
I haven't tried this yet. That sounds great. If that gets rid of scratches, that's like a real magic technique. <laughs> I'm, I'm slightly hesitant, but uh, I mean, if it's a pro pro tip, it's got to be worth a try. Um, and he follows up. Uh, the purple five by four camera sounds cool. Um, so thank you very much, Andrew. As always, a uh, great little insight there. And I love that tip. Um, yeah, because you were saying last week about the, the problems that... Um, who was it that sent the email in about the bolt clothing last week? Can you guys remember? Long mm, shot, isn't it? No, no. Fill a little bit while I, I go and look it up. Okay. Uh, I think it might have been... Um, John Burns? He sent the email? Oh, I don't know. Find out who it was. He was here. Um but yeah, the bulk film loaders, because I've got a few bulk film loaders. It was John, and, actually. That's a well, well, well remembered. Um, and um, yeah, the problem is that once you've loaded it up, if there's a small snag or something in there that's catching it, then it can be, you, know, you, you basically, you're left in the situation where the only way you can resolve it is to pull the hole out in the dark bag, get the reel out, and then just check it over very carefully by eye and by finger to try and feel for any little snags that could be there because it doesn't need to be very much to put a scratch on it which is a real pain in the neck um another uh pro tip i'm going to give here this is something i learned um, the hard way unfortunately but if ever you find yourself buying a, a second hand bulk film roll um holder bulk film holder um which i did once from the dark from splice place near me um before you crack it open to shove your film in it check to see if there's any leftover stuff in there because I didn't and I was gutted because I just cracked it open and oh oh this was half full of film and I've just opened it all up to the light so that was a bit annoying I mean who knows what film it was but still it's always worth checking because quite often these old bulk film holders have got stuff left in from when people were halfway through a roll of it whatever so yeah keep an eye out for that hmm okay all right well there we go uh, yeah so um <laughs> it's like an old wives tale that isn't it <laughs> <laughs> i did it yeah i i'd only i hadn't really got past the first line or so of that of that email i was like i don't think i want to know what nose grease is but they <laughs> but now we all know <laughs> yeah I and mean, i'm very sorry if i if i confuse matters there so it's the it's the side of your nose where it meets your face gotcha yes, just grease from the side I of your you've nose got all, you've got all shy and embarrassed rach which i think is quite cute <laughs> Rachel, I have to ask: Have you been smearing bogies on your no. negatives? <laughs> no, sure, <Graham>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Okay, all right, we'll leave you alone. All right, okay. So I got the next email. This is uh, from Toby Van der Velde, who says, "Hi there, guys." Uh, oh, there's a, a good neutral, uh, a good neutral introduction to an email. Just listen to episode 70. Very interesting. I use a macro lens and light box to digitize my negs. So Hamish Gill's upcoming gadget is of great interest to me, as it is to lots of us, actually. Um, yeah, we're all looking to see how Hamish takes that forward. Um, I don't find myself yearning to shoot large format film at the moment, but the chroma camera sounds like one to watch. Uh, yes, it'd be easy to see as well, being bright purple. Um, uh, he says, I have noticed that whenever you read emails out, there is always a tussle to see who is named first. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only one who really, really gets wound up is Graham. Me and Rachel are fairly relaxed, but possibly that's because Rachel it's cause is it's usually horseshit, first. because I always get called out last. This is... That's why. Okay, so Toby has kindly written into us with a solution because he says, "Why not amalgamate your names?" Right, and he's given us some examples. So perhaps we could be called Gradle, <laughs> or we could be called Adelcham, <laughs> or, oh or Rach Grade. These all sound like rather painful conditions to me. You know what? <laughs> I was just this uh, readiness. Uh, uh, I've got the answer from now on. People can just say, "Dear Sunbeams." I think that's what we should go by as our, as our group name. Just the Sunbeams. We <laughs> <laughs> sound like a nineteen seventies lady band, girl band, don't we? <laughs> lady band. I wondered where that was going when it started with lady. Nineteen seventies lady bits. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> no idea right moving swiftly on with the rest of toby's email here is a pic i took with my newest camera an olympus 35 rc it was taken in the bell common tunnel on the essex stretch of the m25 well uh okay um uh yeah for those of listeners who can of course cannot see uh the 
um, uh, the the photograph uh, it's, uh, it's it's taken from the inside of a moving car moving at quite some pace so there's a, a lot of streaks of light very orangey from the sort of sodium light that comes through in in those tunnels uh, um, he says I used what may be my last roll oh no my last roll of Poundland Ag for Vista do you think NASA has a spare few rolls going <laughs> <laughs> You'll prize him out of his cold, dead hands. So I said, I, I said, yes. Um, uh, I, 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 I don't know NASA. Uh, apart from that one time he came on the show and I got to talk to him briefly. Um, um, I didn't get the impression he was going to let that go, though. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so uh, yes uh, anyway Toby says uh, it, uh, the Olympus 35RC is his first range camera and he's instantly in love oh Toby no SLRs mate SLRs um, I might even start <laughs> hey, liking hey. what Lo- love is love right this is whatever he wants to fall in love with at first first camera I think that's great no, I think we've already proven tonight, actually, that you've got to draw the line somewhere. I, mean, I, I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't see, didn't listen to to Graham going all liberal over the people that actually liked the Yashica camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the AIDS right. We have to draw a line somewhere. Those those people need to be dealt with. So I've tried, I've tried rangefinders. I just don't get on with them. There you go. See, simple. Some people like. I mean, it some is a character don't. flaw, Aid. It is a character flaw. Well, one of many, though. I think it's one of my less harmful ones, quite frankly. That's true. I'm not going to argue with that. And just very quickly, seeing as Nasa's name came up, uh, even if it was us trying to grovel to get film off him. Um, anybody who's interested, we, I, when I talked about going out for a walk with Nasa a couple of weeks ago, and he's put some of the pictures he took up on his Flickr stream. Um, so anybody who wants to see what we were up to, at least from Nasa stuff, um, go to his Flickr stream. And he, it is um, Nasa Hamid on uh, Flickr, which is N-A-S-I-R-H-A-M-I-D. And um, yeah, his shots all came out really well. <laughs> They're really super cool. Um, so yeah, if you want to see what he was doing with his great big Texas like uh, uh yeah go and have a look they're really awesome have you, have you put yours up yet um graham i've nearly developed them <laughs> okay good well done <laughs> the problem is i need to mix up some new chemicals it's one of these i can't even just go oh i'm just gonna do this quickly i actually need to get in mix up some new um c41 chems and then get and develop them so um, i'll get around to it hopefully things are going to quiet down a bit in the next couple of weeks hopefully 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 okay yeah all right so uh did we finish toby's email no not quite actually sorry, not quite he said uh he said um cheers as always for sorting out thursday mornings well uh you're welcome toby um I was, i'm glad that we bring so much love to the world on a thursday morning every week he says i hope graham is feeling a bit more chipper today well i think we've uh, established that he's also poised to start making ceramic pinhole images hopefully this weekend all right Ooh, that's so exciting yeah it's his wife who's a ceramicist but he'd been making this pinhole is it, is camera. It what now? his wife's a ceramicist that's a word yes <laughs> okay it's not a word i've ever heard before it's somebody who works with ceramics right okay a ceramicist yeah um don't they call them and... potters <laughs> <laughs> that's oh probably okay. a real slur in the ceramicist world could, oh yeah, it could sorry. Well be. Couldn't it? Oh dear, yeah. Not they're not called twitchers anymore. Birders, you see. Oh. Anyway, um, let's not get into that. So <laughs> I've never um, seen a bird throwing a pot. <laughs> <laughs> this has all gone into a rather strange vein today, guys. Um, anyway, so his his wife is a ceramicist or a potter. If that's no, no, how no, you would all right. like no, no, no. say it, Aid. this is my own um, ignorance showing here. I have never heard the word ceramicist. Works with ceramics. And so he basically, I think, has some access to a kiln or what have you. So he decided to make a pinhole camera, but make it out of ceramic instead of card or wood or tin or whatever. Um, So that would be really interesting because I'd I'd seen the uh, the sort of um, pre-production stage of it, of it all being sort of like put together on Instagram. So I've been following that with interest and it'll be nice to see what kind of images come out of that. Be good. Well, I've got. I just. I'll throw this in very quickly because I actually, literally within the last few minutes, got a follow up. Um, and just says, uh, um, I have not drunk any beer recently, so I'm afraid I haven't made the pinhole for my ceramic camera. Plenty <gasps> of G and T, though. I appreciate this isn't moving the project forward. Um, 
and incidentally he went with the hello aid chileum uh not sure about some beams everyone um the one thing toby does ask in his follow-up is uh he's making an inquiry of um when we're likely to launch the next round of the cheap shots challenge um i think we can safely say at the very least not till aid is back from his holly bobs um mm. so it's gonna be a little while yeah so well, that would Toby... make it back end of November then, wouldn't it? We could do something back end of November. We could make it the Christmas challenge. How about that? And judge it in the new year. That sounds exciting. Yeah. Well, Toby, Toby missed the most recent one, so I think he's keen to get on on uh, onto that. That'd be good. Yeah. Okay. So. This is getting so popular. We're actually going to have to organise this, aren't we? <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong i'm really glad i'm really glad it's getting popular but yeah we're gonna to have to up our game in the organization if we're gonna do i need this. to find a new flipping camera don't i uh, well so yes yes and of course actually rach this will be the first round we've launched since you joined the team so you you can um you can help graham pick the uh Ooh. pick the, pick the what's it that's exciting yes well, i knew exactly what you meant come down here and pick it from the box of glory <laughs> That definitely sounds like a euphemism. Um, <laughs> the song by Portishead, um, wasn't it? Say that again. Sorry. It's a song by Portishead, if I remember correctly. Oh, is it? Oh, excellent. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah, maybe I get to choose one this time. That'd be exciting. Can, uh... They aren't chosen. It's random, Rachel. It's random. Yeah, but you have like to randomly pick... punished you last time. That's just <laughs> yes, the way it is. Yes, yeah, my extension bellows made out of a, an old toilet roll. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's it's all about being creative, guys. That's what analogue photography is all about. Yes. So, dear listeners, you may have guessed that we've got kind of near the end of our content for today. <laughs> Which I think means it's time to wrap up the show. Unless, uh, my colleagues, do you have any other business? No, no, I think we're all good. Um I mean, you know, just everybody, if you've not gone and looked at the um, Kickstarter page for this, you could just go and have a look just because it's unprecedented. It says it right <laughs> at the top. So um, it must be true. And, I mean, and that number is still going up. 1,700 backers now. <laughs> and sign up for Immersive Secret Santa as well whilst you're at it, whilst you're online. For, for the record, just as we close the show, um, one of those 1,700 people is not me. But I ain't making any promises because <laughs> I think it just might be so stupid I could buy it. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I said I. I, I want to see one of these things just because I want to. I want to bask in the stupid. <laughs> okay. All right. That really must be the end of the show. So you can get in touch with us uh, on the internet, as you might expect. Uh, you could get in touch with us at Sunny Sixteen Podcast on Instagram, where you mostly will find Graham. Unless he's outsourced it. Actually, you haven't done that for ages, have you? No, not for a little while. Well, the last couple of times, unfortunately, people have been going off traveling and been busy, so they haven't been able to. So, But uh, I'm sure we will do again soon. Yes, and we need to get some guests on again soon as well, because we, uh, we we, yes, we've had some good field reports. But have we had a live guest recently? Not so Not for recently. a while. Not so I think, recently. I think we're waiting we're, until you go away on holiday aid. <laughs> <laughs> and then Gromer and I are thinking, what are we going to do now? <laughs> I think Fair having enough. M on put me off having guests on. <laughs> I think, Rach, you're missing a week before I go away, aren't you? You're not around next week, are you? Uh, am I not? Oh, no, I'm not. That's right. Yeah. So, OK. So, so OK. So, as we look forward to the next few weeks, there'll be some chances to get guests on. OK. All right. So, anyway, you can get in touch with us. Sunny 16 podcast. Uh, Instagram is Graham. Twitter is mostly me. Uh, Facebook is mostly Rach. Um, and then all of us will have a look at the, the Flickr group. Um, you can email us, uh, which is a preferred way of getting in touch as well. Uh, sunny 16 podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we always like to hear from uh, our listeners. Uh, we like to say thanks every week to Chris at pixelatedphotographer.com for hosting the podcast and for and to so four to four to um, <laughs> oh, I'm suddenly a football commentator. Um, <laughs> uh, we also like More to say chuckle brother. <laughs> yeah, to you. <laughs> to me. 
<laughs> right. Uh, okay. Come on, guys, you can do this. You I can, can do get. This. It's all right. I can get us to the end of the show. It's okay. I can get us to the end of the show. I've practiced it seventy-one times. Right. So we also like to say thank you every week to Rachel's band Rocha, her, whose music will play us out uh, momentarily. And you should go and buy their album. Promises I should have kept, uh, either from Amazon or iTunes. Uh, right. That's it then. Uh, we have enjoyed uh, speaking with each other and speaking to you for uh, however long it's been this week. Um, the, the week of the unprecedented Yashiko camera release, whatever the hell that <laughs> damn thing might be in the, in the fullness of time. Um, uh, thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.